Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. The FT. Martha Stewart says her three greatest character flaws are impatience, being too forgiving, and not being forgiving enough. Pierre-Yves Gerbeau declares that his greatest weakness is being brutally honest. Barbara Stocking, head of Oxfam, describes her worst failing like this, I move too fast. And David Giampaolo of Pi Capital has shortcomings that are the most sick-making of the lot. He is, he says, too trusting and too accessible. Every week for the past year and a half, the Financial Times has asked business leaders 20 questions, including, what are your three worst features? By studying the replies, I've amassed a treasure trove of data that overwhelmingly supports a long-held pet theory of mine. The three worst traits of chief executives are a lack of self-knowledge, a lack of self-knowledge, and a quite extraordinary willingness to give themselves the benefit of the doubt. When it comes to describing their dark sides, 58 out of 60 leaders felt bound by the same rule. Any weakness is perfectly immiscible, so long as it's really a strength. They almost all cite impatience, perfectionism and being too demanding, all of which turn out to be things that it's rather good for a CEO to be. One or two leaders mentioned real faults, only to neutralise them with excuses – Sean Parker, the internet entrepreneur, says his fault is lateness, which in my book is a heinous crime as it shows you think your time is more precious than everyone else's. But he went on to explain, sometimes you need to seize the moment of inspiration, thus making his rudeness seem admirable. What is particularly interesting about this mass outpouring of faux weaknesses is that there is no difference between men and women, No difference between Americans and Europeans. All are as bad as each other. What is going on here? Could it be that highly successful people are actually lower on faults than the rest of us? This theory was offered by Teruo Asada of Marubeni, who, when asked for his faults, said, I must not have any, or I couldn't have become CEO, right? Even allowing for what gets lost in translation... I assume and hope he was joking. In fact, anyone who has ever spent five minutes talking to a CEO can tell you that they have more faults than the next person because they are extreme versions of humanity. In the past 15 years of studying them, I've drawn up a list of the seven most common deadly sins. They are control freaks, they are vain, they are ditherers, they don't listen, they are bullies, they're afraid of conflict... They can't do small talk. Given that most of the 60 interview candidates were probably guilty of at least one of the above, why did none of them own up? The first possibility is that they didn't dare. CEOs are on pedestals and if they announce from on high, I'm a bit of a bully, someone is likely to knock them down. But I suspect the real problem is worse. They don't know what their faults are. 
A decade of psychobabble, coaching and 360-degree feedback has made no difference. It has not changed the most basic truth. People never speak truth to power. This denial of flaws is alarming because if flaws are unmentionable, they can't be addressed. But it's also a pity. We like people better when they wear their blemishes openly. It makes them seem more human. There is only one senior leader I know who appears to have no obvious faults at all. And his lack of weaknesses does not make me think him the most brilliant executive I've ever met. Instead, it makes me think him flimsy and slightly untrustworthy. I'm sure there's a bad weakness in there somewhere, and it troubles me that I haven't yet found it. Of the 60 leaders, only two admitted to big faults. Marcus Waring owned up to one of the most common yet unmentionable sins. He doesn't listen. But then he's a chef, and chefs aren't meant to be listening. They're meant to be making sure that the Ile Flottant are taken to table six now. My prize for honesty goes to John Moulton, the private equity tycoon, who's made enough money to be able to say what he likes. His declared weakness is absolutely taboo, yet goes with the territory. Indeed, it's a weakness the other 59 leaders demonstrated through their self-serving answers. His stated fault, excess of ego. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.